Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. For us today, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 40. To all of you that are watching online, thank you. And to all of the great church of the living God, thank you so much for being here. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. And now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And I want you to listen to this. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? In verse number 41, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Who can this be? Who can this be? That even the wind and sea obey him. I want to preach for a little bit this morning or teach. On the forgotten fruit. The forgotten fruit of peace. Everybody say peace. The forgotten fruit, peace. Lord, thank you for the day and thank you for this, this team that has led us to the, to the throne room. The glory is in this place. The stage has been set for the preaching of the word. The hearts now are prepared. The soil is tilled. And now we're ready to dive into what God has through the word that will sustain us. Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. You may be seated. Everybody say with me the word peace. When you say the word peace, I hope it stirs calming, pleasant thoughts in your mind. Because if we're all honest with ourselves, our hearts yearn for peace. We yearn for peace. I don't know of anyone that loves drama. Does anybody just love drama? I begin to think about this and begin to meditate as God began to put this into my spirit because many, many times the Lord spoke about peace. For in John 20 and 19, peace be with you. That's what he said. John 20 and 21, he said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, 
So I am sending you. Everybody say peace. So if I were to ask you about your life, would you say you were living a life of peace? What's your source of stress today? Are you stressed out with life's pressures and wanting more peace? Probably most of all of us would be very honest and transparent. You'd raise your hand and say, yes, I could use a little more peace in my life. Students prove that more Americans admit that they do not enjoy peace in their lives because experts tell us every day in our nation. We swallow nine tons of sleeping pills and another 15 tons of aspirin. Then we add to that another hefty amount of the more powerful medications called tranquilizers. Although our land has only 4% of the world's population, we consume 96% of the world's tranquilizers. Still another 48,000 plus Americans last year decided that they had all they could handle and they were convinced no one or anything else could help them. So they took their own life. Yes, there's a lack of peace in our lives. When I look at Webster and define the word peace, it would say something like this, freedom from disturbance, quiet tranquility. And I ask this great audience today, what is your picture of peace? What would you say a, a picture of peace would look like to you? Is it a sunset? On a white sugar sand beach in Destin or Panama or Gulf Shores. Sister Rhonda, you can say amen. Uh, is it a, a, a vacation to Hawaii? I was shocked flipping through the channels and advertisement after advertisement in Hawaii. If you're suffering with depression call this number. If you're suffering with depression, call this number. I'm, I'm in what they call paradise and people, 85% depression rate in what they call paradise. Come on somebody. I think, I think it's safe to say that peace is needed in our world today. Maybe it's when you think of peace, maybe it's uh, eating a meal at your favorite restaurant with your favorite someone and uh, it, it brings about peace. But true peace, true peace is an inner calm, a contentment, a confidence, no matter what the outer circumstances may say. This seems impossible. I notice some under the sound of my voice. But Mark said it like this in Mark 10 and 27. With God, all. Things are possible. Peace for some of us is just a temporary escape. Counterfeit peace. And what, what, what do you do for temporary escape or temporary peace? Food? Relationships? Do you need validation from other people? Uh, maybe money you get on a paycheck? Come on, somebody. I, I, I get peace when I get X amount of social media likes uh, or the absence of peace when I don't. 
Maybe the clothes that you put on today you wore in hopes uh, that someone would give you a compliment and bring you peace. Uh, I said it would be uh, just momentary or temporary peace. You don't have to walk around trying to impress anyone. Uh, all you have to do to have peace uh, is get into him. He said in Isaiah 9 and 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. After that the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And I've come to tell this great church until that we recognize this. You and I will try to satisfy a real need illegitimately. Everybody has a need for peace. Everybody wants peace in their life. But until you and I recognize that true peace can only come from the Lord, we will use temporary escapes to get our mind off of everything. Sometimes people have a temporary moment that produces lasting consequences. That's why many move from place to place. They move job to job. I'm coming for your neighborhood. I'm coming down your street. I'm coming to your house today. Vacation's over. Pastor's back in the pulpit. I've come to tell you that I know you're looking for peace, but this is a temporary escape that can only come from Jesus. You can try this, you can try that, you can go from this, you can go from that. But until you get a relationship with the Lord, you will only have momentary peace. I listened to Brother Wesley this morning and as I told Brother Graham, I said, man, the man's preaching my message today. He's saying some of the, the same words I'm going to say and we have not even communicated let me, let, me, let me help someone. Do you know why some of you and I cannot have peace? Because you cannot have peace because we are expecting perfection. The old enemy has a way of getting up in our conscience and in our minds and, and condemning us and, and, and removing the possibility of peace because we haven't been as perfect as we wanted to be. And, and we fall short of perfection, therefore, that's the absence of peace. The enemy of your peace is not other people. The enemy of your peace is not other places. It's not how fast life is. It's not how the world is right around you. The enemy of your peace is your insistence of perfection. The enemy of your peace is trying to tell you you'll never measure up. You'll never be good enough. You'll never have it all together. But when heaven came down and came to humanity, it was not in the form of perfection. God did not come down looking like a deliverer. He came down looking like a dependent. He came down as a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. One writer says, so when the Prince of Peace came, he did not come dressed in power. He came in pampers. Why? Because God wanted you to know that he's going to bring you peace, but not like you expect him to bring it. 
It's not going to happen. It's not going to look like the picture you thought it was going to look like. It's not always going to fit your preferences. It's not always going to live up to your, to your exact specification of the performance of people. If I'm going to live in peace, I've got to surrender my expectation of perfection. Every place that you'll walk this next week is going to be absence. It's going to be an absence of peace. Because peace isn't found in a place. Peace isn't found in a set of circumstances that are problem free. It's not that he delivers you from your circumstances. It's that he meets you in your circumstances. I think sometimes we pray God deliver me out of. And God's just waiting for an opportunity to join you in your struggle. Join you in your pain. Join you in your frustration. Join you right where you are. You can't make enough money to get peace. You can't use a credit card enough to get peace. You can't graduate to the point that you get the American Express black card and have peace. You can't own enough property in all the world to access peace. But to have peace is better than riches. To have peace is better than fame. It's better than fortune. It's better than looking good. It's better than anything you wanted to be in your life or a position you could obtain. I know of good-looking people that have committed suicide. I know of millionaires that are miserable today and even have, tooken, they have taken their own lives. I know of people and I've heard of people that had all manner of wealth and fortune and property and drank themselves to death because they could not find peace. I think of great entertainers such as Michael Jackson and all the money and wealth that he had and he would have traded it all just to go to sleep at night. Just to go to sleep. We read in our opening scripture, no wonder when the storm was flashing and the lightning was rolling and Peter had exhausted all of his expertise trying to manage a storm that had become unmanageable. And finally, in desperation, I don't know why it takes us so long to turn to him anyway. Finally, after he had tried all the tricks of the trade, he was a fisherman. He knew how to, to weather some storms. He knew how to, to, to manage and maneuver that boat through treacherous situations. But after he had tried all the tricks of the trade... And the boat was still out of control. He finally goes down to the bow of the ship where Jesus is asleep. That should have been a big hint when he, when he went down into that ship and Jesus was over there snoring. And it come to me this morning, nothing is the, nothing that they were going through was a disruption big enough to disturb Jesus. Sometimes I think some of the things we go through are not as big as we think they are because they hadn't got Jesus' attention yet. Could it be that Jesus is wanting us to come and wake up to the realization that what you need is already in the boat? You just need to wake it up. You just need to wake him up. 
It must have been that Jesus knew that no lightning, no thunder, no wind, no wave, no water could hinder his purpose. He had already gave him the word. We're going to the other side. Anybody ever been through a hurricane? Been, we've been through several living on, the, living on the coast. Imagine with me that God was asleep right through the, through the eye of Hurricane Ivan or Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Laura, Hurricane Ike. And the list could go on and none of those could wake him. But he come to me. But when Peter cried out, he woke right up. The winds didn't wake him. The waves didn't wake him. Their fear didn't wake him. But when Peter cried out to the Lord, it woke him up. That's the kind of God I need to remind somebody that we serve. He is so attentive to your voice that it affects him greater than thunder or lightning. Peter says, Master, carest not that we perish. How can you be asleep? We're about to lose our lives. You could hear the spirit today. How can you lie there asleep? Many of you have said, how can you lie there asleep? Lord, 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 don't you know we're in the middle of COVID-19? Don't you know I've got a mortgage that's past due? Don't you know I need a job? Don't you know my family's in shambles? Don't you know my mother's in the hospital? Carest thou not that we perish? Jesus, how can you just stay there and lay down and go to sleep? You know, too many times we get mad at God when he doesn't respond to us the way we expected him to respond. We say things, God, how can you lay there and sleep? How can you let me go through this? How can you allow this? Why, I've been living for you. I've been, I've been given. I've been faithful. I've been so diligent. Just felt like Jesus woke up with sleep in his eye, wiped it out, cleared his throat, walked up on the bow of the ship and said, oh, you have little faith. Uh, Brother Arnold was here. What are you bunch of idiots doing? That's kind of, I wonder if Jesus wasn't thinking that. And Jesus stepped out in the midst of the noise and said, peace be still. When he said, peace, be still, let me tell you what one writer said. The winds ran out of breath and were slain in the spirit. And the waves lay prostrate on the valley, on the seafloor, and became smooth as glass. He is completely, let me say it the best way I know the Holy Ghost gave it to me. Peter was completely underestimating what he had with him. His worth calmed the raging sea. His words calmed the raging sea. That's the peace that comes with having Jesus in the boat. I'm not saying that if you have Jesus on the boat, you won't have storms. I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that if you have Jesus on the boat, you won't have loss. Or you won't get sick. Or disease won't come nigh to you. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is without a shadow of a doubt. That if Jesus is on your boat. You just took somebody on your boat. That will ride the storms with you. 
You're not by yourself, sir. You're not by yourself, ma'am. When he's had enough, when the master says enough is enough, the storms must go away. You know, this story is so interesting that the Bible says they arrived at their destination. They made it to the other side. It doesn't ever mention they were ever late either. Storms don't cause you to be late to your destiny. Troubles don't last always. When Jesus is in your boat, the storms may be raging. It may look like a delay. It may look like a denial. But just hang on. You've got the master of the wind riding with you. He's an on-time God. I live long enough to understand that God will get you exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. I've come to serve notice on every barking demon from hell and every warring witch that you cannot stop the ship of our destiny from landing exactly where it's You can't stop God's will. You're not big enough or bad enough when you're supposed to get there as long as he's in your boat. You're going to make it there. <laughs> Somebody say peace. My wife, one of my wife's favorite songs is, It is well with my soul. And you know what? We've lived a few of those moments where we had to get well in our soul before it got well out here. Because if I can get right on the inside, everything else is going to be all right. 3 John 1 and 2 said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health. Be in health even as thy soul prospers. If it is well with your soul, it will be well with your body. It will be well in your finances. Let me just say it the best way I know how. Wellness starts on the inside and works outside to every area of your life. If there's no peace right here, it's not going to be peace anywhere. I believe God wants to send peace into this room today. I'm trying to give you something this morning that money cannot buy. Beauty cannot give it to you. Celebrity status cannot give it to you. You've got something if you have peace. It's, it, when you've got peace, you're not just rich. You're filthy rich. Peace that passes all understanding. And I told the Lord, I said, may the peace be with us and stay with us and be a rock to us so that tonight when I go to sleep and I wake up, I'll be resting in the arms of the Lord knowing everything's going to be all right. And then he reminded me, son, don't ever forget, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. I don't care what you saw on the news last night or what you're going to see on the, on the news tonight before you go to bed. You need to go to bed with an expectation. Joy's coming in the morning. I said there's a new beginning coming in the morning. In Luke chapter 1, the birth of Jesus, John's birth, 
You, you see the account. John's birth was announced by Zacharias. And then he prophesied to us in verse 79. This is revelation that came to me. To shine, Luke 1, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. To guide our feet into the path of peace. The King James Version says, uh, into the way of peace. Now, now, let me break this down for you. Zechariah did not say that he would show us the path to peace. It's not a path to peace. That means peace is out there somewhere. It's out there. It's not a path to peace. Well, when I get through this season of life, well, when I get married, when I get a car, when I get this new job, when I get this promotion, when I, you see where I'm going here. When I, we made it through 2020 and all we said was, man, if we just make it through 2020, everything's going to be all right. Uh, time out, news alert, calendars do not fix the chaos in your life. Because we walked into 2021 and it was worse of an experience, I think, than 2020. Because the same problem, the same situation that stole your peace in 2020 is standing at your door trying to steal your peace in 2021. Well, I'm going to have peace uh, when my kids get older. I'm just in that stage that, that you know what, I, I'm going to invest all my time into my kids. And uh, maybe when they get older, they won't need me so much. So my life's absence of peace. Okay. Believe that lie, too. Uh, well, when they start driving, you'll have a lot of peace. Till they have the first wreck on your insurance. And your insurance goes up two or $300 a month or even get canceled. Can I get a witness in the house today? Uh, or they go to college and uh, the college does not take any type of assistance and you have to pay for it. Uh, uh, stress, absence of peace. I stand here today to tell you I cannot project my peace out there somewhere. I cannot project my peace out there. It's not a path to peace. It's not a path to peace. I cannot project my peace on people or a certain place. Well, if this happened, I know it. Uh-uh. You're going you're gonna to wake up and they got bad breath too. They got opinions too. They want things their way too. You get that new job, that boss is just as cranky as the last boss. Get that car, the new wears off pretty fast, and you realize, you know what, it's just a car. Am I helping somebody? It's not a path to peace. When God came down to be born of a virgin, he did not promise a path to peace. It would not happen at that. It would not happen like that. It's not a win that peace or, or win then peace. It's not a someday peace. It's not when I do this peace. It's not a path to peace. It's the path of peace. We've we, we got peace at a destination. We've got peace tied to people. We've got peace tied to things. We've got peace tied to possessions. And they're going to fail you every time. 
But when you get on the path of peace, every step I take, he's with me. Every move I make, he's there. Every breath I take, every season of my life, in good times and bad times, in the hard times, in the low times, I can be at peace because I'm on the path of peace. Won't you look to somebody and say, walk in it. You got to start walking in peace. You got to walk in the path of peace. Stop waiting for it. Start walking in it. Start walking. When, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to start walking in peace. What happened to me 20 years ago is not going to rob me of my peace any longer. What, how I was betrayed, how I was lied upon, how I was abused, how was I neglected. I am about to wake up. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. How I was done has been wrong, but my absence of peace is a choice that I make. I can start walking day by day. No, I'm not perfect, but I am forgiven. No, I didn't do anything wrong, but God, I know vengeance is yours. I'm going to let you do the repaying. I'm going to walk the path of peace. I feel a release coming in. The, I feel a release coming into somebody right now. If you'll start walking in it, your mind's going to start thinking clearer. Your way's going to start looking brighter. We got to start walking in it. It's a path of peace. You got to find it and you got to walk in it. The old songwriter said, looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love in too many faces. Y'all quit. Act like you ain't never heard or sung that to somebody. And you see where it got you. We've been looking for peace in all the wrong places. I said we've been looking for peace in all the wrong faces. There's a peace of God that is never found in a human being. There is peace in God that's never found in human strength. And I'm going to say it again, even in our perfection. The way that God brings peace into your life is the same way Jesus was born into this world. In your weakness. That's where you find peace. It's in your I don't like peace that way. Jesus, don't go to the cross. That'll make you look weak. That's the, that's the only way I can bring peace. He didn't bring peace the way they wanted him to bring peace. That's why they walked away when he died. That's why they forsook him. That's why they denied him. They wanted the prince of peace to come in power, but instead he came in weakness. I prayed this morning that God would give you peace, but he sent struggle. I prayed, God, give me peace, and he sent pain. Oftentimes we pray prayers. Of God bringing us peace. But he brings peace in places that you normally wouldn't expect it. But it's always in the places you feel the weakest. Not in the places you're trying to show everybody how strong you are. I'm talking about on Monday morning and you're walking into work and the struggle's real. 
I'm talking about after the Holy Ghost doodads are now evaporated off of your spirit man. And you're having to live life and live the shout that you demonstrated in front of people. And the addiction screams to you. You're all by yourself. And that private struggle kicks in. And you're I mean, I, I felt good at church yesterday, but the struggle, I, I don't feel peace right now. That's where God's trying to show up. He's trying to make himself strong in your life and say, I am as real with you on your job or in your car by yourself as I am in that room where many are gathered praising and worshiping me. You're never going to have peace trying to appear perfect. It's when you're in the midst of your struggle, you can say, I'm having a bad day, but I made it. The thought of giving in, it entered my mind, but I didn't give in. It's when I felt like doing that. Paul even said, when I would do good, evil is present. I feel like I need to say this again to somebody. You're never going to have peace trying to appear perfect and that you have it all together. You know what I, I love about this church? It's a culture we have created. This is a safe place. This is a community where we have real people with real problems. That if you will do what James 5 and 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that you may be healed and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There is such a camaraderie and community in our church right now, and it's been here. But I truly believe that the weapon of confession has been so demonized that people walk in bondage. We walk absence of victory and absence of peace because we're scared if I let them know my struggle, they'll hold that against me. If I let them know that I'm less than the perfect man they see every Sunday and, and I'm less of this or I, I really do have struggles and I really do have these issues. You're one confession away of breaking into a realm of peace that passeth all understanding because it's in your weakness that his strength is made perfect. As long as you're trying to front your way through, as long as you're trying to mask your way through, trying to fool everybody else, and the only one that's fooled is you. Peace is absent. Peace is so absent. So I've come to tell you, he's done everything that needs to be done for you to have peace. He can't do one more thing for you to have peace. The peace of God is not absence of problems. The peace of God is not getting people to act right and say they are sorry. The peace of God is not a certain place. I've been in some beautiful places. I say this with all humbleness God has allowed us to travel around the world but be absent of peace in our hearts yet I've been in the throes of life and death experiences and known that God was there present with me and had the peace of God that passeth all understanding the only thing required for you to receive the peace of God is for you to lose your pride and accept him in the place of your weakness. 
I know we want him to come like Zechariah wanted him to come and deliver us from the difficult places and deliver us from and rescue us from the hectic schedule and deliver and rescue us from all the problems and the obstacles that are in front of us in this season of life. But the peace of God is not the absence of problems. It is the presence of Christ to enable you to walk in it. beginning of my message musicians can come I ask you what's the source of your stress and I'm closing with the same question just a little different way what is the place of your weakness because that's the place where God will show you the greatest grace I don't declare to be a prophet or the son of a prophet, but God does speak to and through me. As I prayed for several in this place during this worship service, God began to deal with me and speak to me and said, declare that in this place, this place of your greatest weakness is the path of peace. Not path to it, but the path of peace. William Randolph Hearst was a famous and wealthy newspaper publisher in the 1920s. He loved art and had a huge collection. One day he read of a painting and decided he must own it. Hearst sent two men to Europe to find the painting and to buy it. The two men scurried that European region through art gallery after art gallery for seven weeks. They finally located the painting and wired Mr. Hurst with the information. Where is it? Mr. Hurst asked. And they replied, It's in your art warehouse in California, Mr. Hurst. You already own it. There are many people under the sound of my voice who are just like him. They ask, where can I find peace? And the answer is, you already own it if you know Jesus. You already own it if you have the Holy Ghost. You see, you can't experience peace with a pill. But you can with the power of the Holy Ghost. Christ wants to give you the power of His resurrection. The power of His strength and might. But my question to you as you stand all over this building, will you surrender all of your life to him today? See, we want to we we surrender everything but. I want to surrender all, but I'm just not going to let this thing go. When you surrender all, you will say yes to him. I counsel too many people. I've seen too many on the other side of freedom, on the other side of walking the path of peace. I've watched and discovered the new spirit of optimism that arises in every heart, a refreshing confidence. A lasting peace that carries you through every situation.
You know, I just lived long enough to understand Brother Cordova. I am what I am by the grace of God. Brother Graham, every saint has a past, but every sinner has a future. The moment we step into the realm and the path of peace, it doesn't matter what anybody says. You're not going to affect my peace because I'm walking the path of peace. Talk about me if you want to. Judge me if you want to. Yes, I'm less than perfect. Yes, I made mistakes. Yes, I've fallen short of the glory of God. But when I came into an agreement with the path of peace, it doesn't matter what anybody says, Brother Walsh. I am who I am because he says who I am. Who here today? Who wants lasting peace? Not temporary peace. God promised you. God gave me a word before this service ever started. That I will escort you, Brother Wesley spoke it, through the doorway of peace. It will lead you into a path of righteousness. It will lead you to become what you could not in your own will, in your own power, and in your own strength. Because he meets you at weakness, not strength. He meets you at the doorway with your weaknesses. He meets you at the doorway with your pain and with your shame. And he says, cast it on me. Cast it on me. Walk in my peace. Walk in my victory. Walk in what I did for you. I came to be the path of your peace. Now walk in it. As you begin to make your way to this front, as God would lead you. If you've made mistakes, this altar's for you. It's offered to you because today is the day of surrender to Him. If you're, if you're here today and you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, the water's ready. We have clothes. We can bury you in the name of Jesus and you can be on the path of peace. If you're struggling with the bonds and the, the chains of addiction, you can confess that to the Lord and He will meet you at your weakness and cause peace and strength to come into your life. Today I feel like somebody's name is getting ready to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life and there's no greater peace knowing you've got your eternity. You, you've took care of some things and you're ready to start living a holy and a godly life. All over this place, would you lift your hands as this team begins to lead us to a place, a place of confession, a place of surrender in Jesus' name.